Welcome to Professor Lan A.I.'s podcast series, Understanding Humanity, an A.I.'s Perspective. In this series, we asked our learning and narrating A.I. what a professor would teach a group of students if they wanted to understand the totality of the human experience in 100 lectures. Our A.I. then proceeded to define the lecture topics, research them, compose its findings into podcasts, and narrate them in its own voice. This episode is titled, Globalization and Its Critics. We hope you enjoy. Part 1. Introduction to Globalization. As stormy waters stir the surface of our planet, an equally tumultuous invisible force works behind the scenes, influencing political affairs, economic landscapes, and cultural norms. This formidable force is known as globalization. To truly grapple with the events that shape our world today, it is essential to first understand the concept, history, and impact of globalization. Globalization is often understood as a process that seamlessly integrates economies, societies, cultures, and politics on a worldwide scale. It's the unseen silken thread that connects you to an individual thousands of miles away. Through globalization, borders appear permeable as the international flow of goods, ideas, and people intensify. A web of relationships and mutual dependency knits the world closer, regardless of geographic distances. Peeping into history, globalization might seem a recent phenomenon, but it has historic roots that go far back in time, intertwined with the annals of human civilization. The Silk Road that connected Asia, Africa, and Europe during ancient and medieval times epitomizes an early prototype of globalization. The fifteenth-century age of discovery, too, fueled globalization as the oceans turned into superhighways connecting the old world to the new. In just the modern age, globalization accelerated rapidly, propelled by technological advances and economic policies. This ever-intensifying wave continues to splash over every corner of the world today. Now to apprehend its importance, globalization has forged a world that is more interconnected and interdependent than ever before. It has opened doors to opportunities that once seemed distant dreams, driving economic growth, innovation, and access to new markets. Additionally, it has encouraged cultural exchange, fostering understanding and tolerance among diverse societies. In the realm of politics, too, it has led to increased coordination and cooperation among nations, as problems and solutions today often cross national borders. However, as we bask in the rewards of a closely knit world, it is also pivotal to remember that the impact of globalization sings a tale of dualities. While it has sparked unprecedented progress, it has also amplified inequality, threatened indigenous cultures, and intensified threats to the environment. Therefore, the saga of globalization is more than just economies and societies embracing one another. It's a story that lunges forward, carrying the mixed baggage of prosperity, opportunity, cultural diffusion, environmental challenges, and contesting ideologies. As we continue unraveling this complex narrative, it is instrumental to unravel globalization not just as an economic phenomenon, but as a powerful force that has left no stone unturned. To truly understand our world today, we must understand the tides and ebbs of globalization. Let's delve deeper. Part 2. Drivers of Globalization Understanding the drivers of globalization exposes the horsepower behind this powerful force-shaping world systems in what is now often called the global villages. 
These drivers include technological advancements, international trade and investment, and immigration and migration. Beginning with technological advancements, we enter an exciting terrain that includes space exploration, the Internet, artificial intelligence, among many others. These innovations are not relegated to developed nations, but are a global phenomenon producing a profound impact on worldwide development. Indeed, information and communication technology, ICT, growth epitomizes globalization as it breaks down geographical barriers. The Internet democratizes information access, promoting a global culture of shared ideas, collaboration, research, education, and innovation. Whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Skype, these technologies play a critical role in interconnecting societies and individuals worldwide, leading to an increasingly connected world. Turning to international trade and investment, we see it serving as a significant engine of economic globalization. Companies and nations continually seek markets beyond their borders, promoting trade liberalization and providing varied investment opportunities. The phenomenon of outsourcing reflects this trend where multinational corporations transfer services and manufacturing to locations where labor costs are lower. Additionally, foreign investment, often facilitated by technological advancements, helps stimulate economic growth and innovation, introduces new technologies, generates employment, and offers access to new markets. Thus, international trade and investment foster economic interdependencies, spur growth, and bridge the gap between the developed and developing world. Lastly, immigration and migration continually shape globalization. Individuals migrate for myriad reasons, be it conflict, economic opportunities, or socio-political factors. Immigrants bring with them a wealth of cultural diversity contributing to the host nation's economic and cultural fabric. Labor migration also is a critical driver with developed nations seeking skilled labor from developing nations, and in turn, remittances flowing back to the immigrants' home countries, significantly impacting their economies. It is therefore irrefutable that migration and immigration influence heterogeneity and diversity, thereby facilitating globalization. Yet it is essential to note that these drivers do not exist in isolation. They interact and overlap, creating a potent mix driving globalization. Technological advancements spur international trade and foster migration. Concurrently, migration creates an environment for technology adoption and amplifies international trade. These forces intermix and create a dynamic, evolving phenomenon that we understand as globalization. They reshaped our past and undeniably set to mark our future in this interconnected world, catapulting us towards new frontiers of exploration, development, and understanding. As we delve deeper into other facets of globalization, we will see how these drivers ignite changes in economics, culture, politics, and even our environment. A comprehension of these underlining factors, therefore, serves as invaluable groundwork for assessing globalization in its entirety. Part 3. Economic Globalization the advent of the 21st century bore witness to the dawn of a rapidly globalizing world where economic interdependence has become almost inevitable. In this light, the present segment, Economic Globalization, explores the rise of internationally linked markets and institutions and the resultant trends in global economic inequality. International trade, otherwise known as the exchange of goods and services beyond national borders, has grown palpably with globalization. The rise of global markets has been predominantly driven by advancements in technology and transportation, rendering global trade smoother and more cost-effective. 
Such developments enabled business entities to broaden their reach, paving the way for unprecedented global economic integration. The World Trade Organization, W2, while its many roles primarily strives to ensure that international trade transpires smoothly, predictably, and freely as possible. Yet these mounting interconnections among nations are not purely advantageous, as it also makes countries more vulnerable to global economic turmoil sparked elsewhere. Parallelly, the International Monetary Fund, IMF, and the World Bank, the twin Bretton Woods institutions, have filled crucial roles in facilitating and overseeing the global financial system. The IMF provides monetary stability and short-term financial assistance to countries in economic strife, whereas the World Bank aids long-term economic development and poverty reduction by providing technical and financial support. Yet both these institutions have also faced controversy over their policies, leadership roles, and their approach to the economic development of poorer nations. Critics argue that these institutions often promote the interests of wealthier member states, whilst disregarding the needs of the less developed. From a broader perspective in this fast, globalizing world, one cannot sidestep the vital and often controversial issue of global economic inequality. While globalization through international trade and financial integration has propelled many out of poverty and into relative prosperity, it has not performed uniformly well for everyone. The gap between the rich and the poor, both within and among nations, seems to be burgeoning. The disparities are stark, with just one of the global population commanding almost half of the world's wealth. This ballooning inequality has repercussions reaching far beyond the economic realm into social, political, and environmental spheres. To delve deeper, the capitalist propensity in global markets often leads to wealth concentration, undermining labor, devaluing human rights, and ensnaring poorer nations in a debt trap. Such issues have heightened calls for a more balanced and equitable economic globalization process that embraces sustainable development and inclusive growth. Relishing the benefits of international trade and interconnected markets requires robust regulation and collaboration skilled to handle the complexities, interdependencies, and inequalities fostered in the process. The responsibility lies not solely with international institutions, but cascades to national governments, civil societies, and individuals to adopt a more holistic approach to economic growth and wealth distribution. As we grapple with these realities, the dialogue on economic globalization continues to evolve, pushing towards reform and a global economic system that is truly symbiotic and beneficial for all. Part 4. Cultural Globalization Shimmering beneath the layers of economic, political, and technological integration that define globalization, we find cultural globalization, a realm equally vital and perplexing. Center stage in this discourse stands the powerful and pervasive spread of Western culture and media. The ubiquity of Western films, music, and brands have created a pattern of cultural diffusion, transcending borders and transforming local cultures around the world. However, this is not just a one-way street. While Hollywood films may light up screens from Baghdad to Buenos Aires, Western cultures also absorb and synthesize various cultural elements from the global marketplace. The exchange and integration of cultural elements bring us to a significant dichotomy. Cultural homogenization vs. cultural hybridization. Cultural homogenization, often seen as a byproduct of Americanization or Westernization, suggests a reduction in cultural diversity where local cultures assimilate into the dominant Western culture. 
This creates a global monoculture, mirrored from the centres of Western influence. On the other hand, cultural hybridization celebrates the creation of new syncretic forms of culture born out of the diversity and interaction of varied global elements. Food serves as an excellent example, as fusion cuisines demonstrate the creative melding of flavors, techniques, and ingredients from across the globe. The spread of Western culture and the accompanying oscillation between homogenization and hybridization has profound impacts on indigenous cultures. In some cases, globalization threatens the survival of indigenous cultural practices by marginalizing them or displacing them with westernized versions. On the other hand, globalization also offers platforms where indigenous cultures can showcase and reaffirm their unique cultural heritages. Witnessing the Maori Haka in Rugby World Cup or enjoying a Peruvian pan-flute performance on the streets of New York, we see how indigenous cultures harness the limelight on the global stage. However, amidst the applause and attention, they often struggle to preserve their authenticity. Alarmingly, some cultures are reduced to commodified spectacles for the global audience, perpetuating stereotypes and diluting their intrinsic values. Undoubtedly, the powerful forces of Western culture and media have left their indelible marks on global culture. Yet it's essential to note that culture remains dynamic, much like the global web it partakes in. Indeed, cultural globalization has its critics, and the threat of cultural homogenization is genuine. However, the opportunity for creative intermingling, cultural preservation, and appreciation on a global scale suggests that cultural hybridization could offer a more optimistic path. As we navigate the culturally globalized world, it's incumbent upon us to strike a balance. A balance that respects and sustains cultural diversity while fostering an environment where cultures can interact, adapt, and evolve. As globalization expands, let's ensure culture doesn't become another homogenized commodity, but thrives as a dynamic tapestry, richly adorned with blended hues reflecting the world's beautiful diversity. Part 5. Political Globalization Political globalization, a complex and multifaceted phenomenon, has emerged as a consequence of increased global interconnectivity and interdependence. It has instigated changes at an unprecedented level, altering international political architecture and shaping the perception of national sovereignty. First, let's delve deeper into the emergence of international institutions. One cannot discuss political globalization without spotlighting influential bodies such as the United Nations, on the European Union, you, the World Trade Organization, World Trade Organization, WU, among others. These establishments, forged out of the necessity for collective decision-making, have attempted to introduce a semblance of order into the chaotic world of international politics. Their influence has particularly been pivotal in conflict resolution, peacekeeping, fostering diplomatic agreements, and setting global standards on a panoply of issues ranging from human rights to environmental protection. Contrary to their primary objectives, however, these institutions have often drawn criticism for facilitating a shift in power towards a global elite group of nations, thereby inciting debates concerning the erosion of national sovereignty National sovereignty, defined as a state's power to govern itself, lies at the core of international politics. This sovereignty becomes diluted in the face of political globalization. States now grapple with the paradox of wanting to retain full control over domestic affairs while acknowledging the necessity of being intertwined in webs of international agreements and organizations that often curtail their autonomy. 
Moreover, traditional Westphalian notions of sovereignty have faced a severe reckoning in this era of political globalization. States cannot operate in silos any longer. They're woven into an intricate global socio-political fabric. When global crises occur, such as a pandemic or climate change, states are compelled to act through the prism of global interests, even at the expense of national concerns. This tug-of-war between nationalist and globalist outlooks forms the bedrock of many domestic political upheavals witnessed globally. Linked to the evolving concept of sovereignty is the burgeoning dialogue surrounding democracy and global governance. It is argued that the expansion of international organizations and global governance elicits an erosion of democracy, creating a democratic deficit. Global governance, typically guided by enigmatic and distant bureaucracies, is rife with issues of legitimacy and accountability. The conundrum lies in accurately representing the diverse interests of global citizens while maintaining efficiency in decision-making processes. While the underlying democratic principles of representation and inclusiveness should ideally guide these processes, they often fall short. In summary, political globalization represents a shift toward increasingly interconnected, interdependent international relations. However, this transformation has ignited crucial questions regarding the vitality of national sovereignty and the dimensions of democratic practice within global governance. The fate of a nation-state's autonomy remains a contested issue, with no clear-cut solutions in sight. The course of the future now depends largely on how states navigate this balance between retaining their sovereignty and adapting to the rapidly globalizing world. This section provided a profound insight into political globalization, its significance, and its key critiques. Let's proceed to explore the critiques of economic globalization in the next segment. Part 6. Critiques of Economic Globalization Among the shifting master narratives of the world's economic landscape emerges a potent critique of economic globalization. Proponents view globalization as a catalyst for growth, development and progress, while critics feel it spawns greater impoverishment and inequality, which we will focus on in this discussion. Global wealth and income inequality has been flared by economic globalization. Critics argue that globalization has significantly exacerbated the wealth gap both within and between nations. It allows the triumphant march of multinational corporations leading to the accumulation of wealth for a microscopic elite while myriad languish in penury. The World Inequality Report published by World Inequality Lab states that the top ones of individuals globally have doubled their share of global income since 1980. Consequently, the proliferation of wealth at the top fosters severe income disparity, paving the way for socioeconomic instability. The phenomenon of job losses and deindustrialization has caused significant disgruntlement in developed nations. Outsourcing and offshoring facilitated by globalization lead firms to relocate industries and jobs to countries with cheaper labor, resulting in deindustrialization and lost jobs in home countries. The Rust Belt region in the U.S. aptly exemplifies this concern. Once a flourishing industrial heartland, it has been reduced to a scarred belt of shuttered factories and unemployed workers, bearing the brunt of our globalized world. Developing economies, too, bear the weight of globalization's anomalies. While globalization promised prosperity for developing nations via increased access to global markets and capital inflow, it often undermined their economic sovereignty. 
The prescribed structural adjustment programs by INF and World Bank, intended to restructure economies for better integration into global markets, often led to cutbacks in public spending, especially in sectors such as education, healthcare, and infrastructure. Cases such as the lost decade in Latin America and the Asian financial crisis highlight how opportunistic capital movements and reckless lending led to financial instability and economic crisis in these countries. Globalization has also made these economies vulnerable to sharp fluctuations in international commodity prices and currency values. The results can be detrimental, as seen in the 1997 East Asian crisis, where countries that were interconnected with the global economy were left defenseless against financial contagion leading to collapsed economies. Moreover, critics point out that these developing nations are often forced into a competitive race to the bottom, where they strive to provide the cheapest labor and weakest regulations to attract foreign investment. This not only leads to exploitation of workers, but also puts severe strain on their environment. In defining an economically globalized world, it is crucial to remember that it's not a zero-sum game. The winners and losers are not preordained figures, but results of political and policy decisions. Critics argue that globalization needs to be reframed with equitable redistributive policies, ensuring all nations navigate under the same sky rather than some lingering in shadows while others bask in the spotlight. Part 7. Critiques of Cultural Globalization Navigating the labyrinth of cultural globalization critiques begins with interpreting the central term itself. Cultural globalization is a process that integrates different world cultures through rapid information exchange and widespread sharing of ideas. Critics of cultural globalization deconstruct this phenomenon into several major areas of contention. Cultural imperialism and loss of cultural diversity, westernization and McDonaldization, and media ownership, representation, and bias. One robust critique of cultural globalization warns against cultural imperialism where dominant cultures, particularly Western cultures, enforce their norms and values on other societies. This form of influence or direct dominance can curb cultural diversity, fostering loss of languages, traditions, and identity among less dominant nations. Scholars argue that the world is gradually becoming a cultural mono-landscape, losing in the process its rich tapestry of cultural variations that define the human experience. The concept of westernization is the exemplification of cultural imperialism. Western nations, primarily the U.S. and Europe, are perceived to exercise unbalanced influence on shaping the global cultural order. The resultant Western-centric global culture saturates societies with Western values, institutions, and customs. This influence can manifest plainly in areas such as fashion and entertainment, but also subtler realms like societal attitudes and legal norms. McDonaldization, a term coined by sociologist George Ritzer, is often used as a metaphor symbolizing this process of Westernization. It refers to the societal influence of fast-food joints leading to a homogenized society of efficiency, calculated predictability, quantitative emphasis, and dehumanization. On a global scale, the fear is of a uniform, sterile global culture dominated by consumerism and detached from regional uniqueness and diversity. Media ownership, representation, and bias constitute the third, equally significant critique of cultural globalization. Critics argue that global communication, largely steered by the West, affects the portrayal of non-Western cultures, often reducing their complex histories and identities to stereotypes. 
The consequence is a skewed understanding and bias among global audiences. Moreover, the vast majority of media hubs are housed in the West, leading to an information flow imbalance, where Western countries disseminate and the rest of the world consume. This lopsided representation reiterates power inequalities and hampers cross-cultural understanding. In essence, critics argue that instead of fostering understanding and mutual respect, cultural globalization is enabling cultural homogenization, a dirge for cultural diversity. While this critique is not an outright rejection of globalization, it calls for a nuanced perspective, one that stimulates dialogues over dominance. It challenges us to envision a globalized culture without a singular conductor, but a harmonious orchestra of diverse cultural voices. This understanding is crucial not just to stem the potential tide of cultural loss, but to celebrate and cherish the wonderfully diverse expressions of human life and existence. Part 8. Critiques of Political Globalization Challenges to Sovereignty and Nationalism Democratic deficits in global governance and power dynamics and geopolitics are significant aspects of political globalization that have drawn criticism. This chapter delves into each of these points, exploring their implications and effects on the world stage. Globalization, especially in its political aspect, challenges national sovereignty. The idea that a state has absolute and independent authority within its territorial borders this arises as a consequence of the profound intertwining of economies, cultures, and political systems in the contemporary world. As international institutions like the United Nations and transnational alliances like the European Union gain more influence, the sovereignty of individual nations seems to recede. In many respects, these institutions set norms and standards that affect internal policies of nations, sometimes contrary to their own vision of societal organization and governance. This erosion of sovereignty can lead to nationalism's resurgence, as citizens seek to assert their country's independence and unique identity. The critics also point to a democratic deficit which indicates a lack of democratic procedures in international organizations and systems of global governance. While these international entities often have far-reaching authority that can directly influence national policies, most are notable for the absence of mechanisms for representation that meets the democratic standard. Citizens of individual countries have no direct role in choosing the leaders or setting the policies of these international bodies. This democratic gap understandably fuels wide-scale resentment and protest. Power dynamics and geopolitics have also proven to be significant criticisms under political globalization. Globalization, some argue, has been a tool that powerful nations use to exert influence over weaker ones. This has shifted the world power dynamics substantially, solidifying the power of already powerful nations such as those in the G7 or G20, and also extending their influence into areas traditionally regulated by the less powerful states themselves. For instance, influential states could use economic sanctions or conditional aid to force policy changes, infringing on the very essence of sovereignty. Critics also highlight the selectivity in applying universal principles across this disparate landscape of power. While there is often a call for democracy and human rights, the application lacks consistency and is frequently colored by the interests of influential states. Political globalization, critics argue, has created a skewed system where power, representation, and democratic principles often lag far behind the lines drawn by influential actors on the global stage. A recurring theme in these criticisms is the concern for democracy, 
sovereignty and fairness in an increasingly interdependent world. Yet the debate over these issues showcases the complexities of an interconnected globe as we grapple with the balance between collective global benefits and national interests. Understanding these criticisms allows us to engage with political globalization critically, consider the validity of these concerns, and work towards improving deficits within the system. It is through this scrutiny that we can aim for a more equitable global political climate. Part 9. Environmental Impact of Globalization the environmental impacts of globalization are as multifaceted as they are far-reaching, with profound effects on the planet capitalizing the spectrum of discussions. Primarily, we can identify two dominant areas where globalization has instigated significant environmental challenges, climate change and resource depletion. A principal criticism of globalization hinges upon its role in exacerbating climate change. Vastly increased international trade logistics, accelerated by the proliferation of free trade agreements, translate into greater energy consumption and greenhouse gas emissions. The dilemma remains amplified by the carbon loophole, where industries are shifting production to lower-emission countries, only to export goods back to high-emitting nations. This transference doesn't alleviate the emission problem. Rather, it conceals it behind boundaries and technicalities, thereby effectively contributing to global warming. Globalization also expedites resource depletion and environmental degradation. To sustain escalating global production and consumption patterns, natural resources are exploited at a devastating rate. Depletion extends past oil to include water, minerals, and forests, commodities consumed by globally expanding middle-class markets. This degradation not only threatens biodiversity and exhausts resources essential to human survival, but also ignites geopolitical tensions as nations grapple for dwindling reserves. While paints a rather grim image, it's vital to realize that the same global mechanisms can also offer solutions. Herein lies the role of international environmental agreements. Environmental protection was, traditionally, a subject of local and national jurisdiction. However, the very nature of environmental issues being transboundary warrants international cooperation. International environmental agreements, such as the Paris Agreement and the Convention on Biological Diversity, distinguish the possibility of leveraging the power of globalization to combat rather than contribute to environmental degradation. These agreements reflect an understanding of interdependence and shared responsibility in preserving our global common. They also underscore the recognition of this issue's urgency, investing in cleaner technologies transfer, setting emissions reduction targets, and aiding underdeveloped countries in sustainable development. Yet the effectiveness of these international agreements remains a matter of concern. Issues of compliance, fairness, and adequate financing often cripple their full potential. Moreover, the lack of a global governing authority to enforce these agreements exacerbates these challenges. A critique of these efforts pertains to the argument of economic growth versus environmental sustainability, often presented as a zero-sum equation. However, this need not be the case. A shift toward a circular green economy could allow for sustainable growth. This involves redefining our value chain system, from resource extraction to waste, making it cyclical and regenerative rather than linear and deteriorating. In essence, the relationship between globalization and the environment is a paradox of problem and solution. While the scale of adverse environmental impacts has placed the Earth on a precarious edge, the connectivity and cooperation that globalization fosters could also be marshaled to salvage and restore our collective home.
deriving a pathway to sustainable globalization fomented on the principles of equity, longevity, and ecological balance, proves instrumental in this era of looming environmental crisis. Part 10. Alternative Visions, Fair Trade, and Sustainable Development Let's now delve into some proposed alternatives to prevailing globalization models focusing on fair trade and sustainable development, two visions that aim to create an equitable and sustainable world. The concept of fair trade emerged as a response to the growing dissatisfaction with the exploitative practices characteristic of global capitalism. Rather than seeking maximum profit at the expense of laborers, fair trade emphasizes equitable business relationships, advocating for appropriate wages and working conditions for producers, particularly in developing nations. Advocates argue that the redistribution of wealth can challenge economic disparity caused by globalization, thus creating a fairer market ecosystem. Nonetheless, fair trade is not without its critics who argue that it lacks reach. Only benefiting a small portion of the global population and may unintentionally create economic dependencies. Parallelly, sustainable development also cultivates an alternative vision to addressing the consequences of globalization. As the name suggests, its focus is on long-term sustainability rather than short-term profit. Sustainable development advocates for an economic model wherein economic growth does not contribute to environmental degradation, but rather it works in harmony with the environment, Goal 12 of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals epitomizes this concept, encouraging responsible consumption and production. Critics point out the difficulty of implementation, suggesting that sustainable practices may not be economically viable for all countries, especially developing ones. Digression from economic considerations, a defining challenge of globalization, is undoubtedly climate change necessitating global cooperation for its mitigation. The world economy has woven nations together, but it has also caused unprecedented harm to our planet, with industries in wealthier nations often contributing the most to greenhouse gas emissions. The Paris Agreement exemplifies attempts at global cooperation, urging nations worldwide to commit to limiting global warming well below two degrees Celsius. Despite its criticisms and the complexities of achieving such global cooperation, the unified effort to deal with a shared problem illustrates a powerful counter-narrative to the presumed negative effects of globalization. In essence, the alternative visions of fair trades and sustainable development demand changes in the current global practices. They bring the issues of equity, justice, and environmental sustainability to the fore and challenge the impulse of exploitative profit-making that is often an inherent part of globalization. By reframing our collective approach, they offer pathways towards a more equitable and sustainable world. An exploration of such alternative paradigms is crucial, providing us with different perspectives and allowing us to reassess the intended and unintended consequences of globalization and how this global interconnectedness can be more balanced and inclusive. Part 11. Globalization in the Digital Age with the advent of the Internet and digital technologies, globalization has been influenced and accelerated dramatically. An interconnected and interdependent world, free-flowing information, and diminished geographic constraints are among the defining features of this revolutionary era. The digital age has impacted globalization by expanding horizons of cultural, economic, and political spectrums, therefore rewriting the rules of engagement at a global level. The impact of Internet technology on globalization is profound. The Internet enhances connectivity, fosters networking, and enables access to a massive repository of information. 
Communication has been democratized, and the world made more accessible thanks to social networks, email, video conferencing, and beyond. The economic consequences are notable, yielding a transformation from traditional markets to digital marketplaces. Websites, e-commerce, and mobile applications grant companies global reach, transforming local businesses into potential international traders overnight. Yet accessibility to the digital world continues to be an issue of serious concern. The digital divide, the socio-economic disparity in access to digital tools, persists undermining the proliferation of globalization. With the rapid digitization of services from banking to education, those without access are left marginalized. Further, affordability remains a major barrier in developing nations, where many can't afford the basic digital infrastructure. This segregation based on digital access further deepens global economic and social inequalities. Going beyond access and affordability, the digital divide is also about the skills and competencies to utilize digital tools effectively. Digital literacy is thus an essential aspect contributing to the digital divide, and it requires substantial attention from policymakers globally. Yet there are silver linings to the digital era. Social media, for one, has been instrumental in catalyzing activism on a global scale. It has amplified the voices of the marginalized, galvanized participants for a cause and triggered a decentralized form of activism anyone can join from anywhere. From global movements like Imitu to initiatives for climate justice, social media has been a rallying point, transforming individual voices into collective global shouts for change. However, global activism via social media is a double-edged sword. While it has the capacity to create meaningful impact, it is equally prone to misinformation and manipulation. Online echo chambers manipulate public opinion while fake news and deep fakes threaten the truth. Still, its role cannot be undermined. Rather, mechanisms to regulate these downsides need to be prioritized while boosting the democratic potential of social media platforms. In a nutshell, participating in the interconnected, digitally-driven global world brings both challenges and opportunities. Balance must be sought, especially in limiting digital divisiveness and exploiting the Internet's democratizing potential to ensure inclusive and equitable globalization. Moreover, responsible use of such global platforms is crucial to steer mankind towards collective progress. Leveraging the opportunities while mitigating the challenges posed by digital technologies will be determining factors in the future shape and impacts of globalization. Part 12. Globalization and Pandemics. Section 13. Globalization as a driver of pandemics is our topic for discussion in this segment. Arguably one of the most pertinent and sensitive themes of the current era, this topic garners great intrigue as we explore how globalization has undeniably accelerated the frequency and magnitude of pandemics in the world. The advent of globalization and its facilitation of faster and more extensive human interaction worldwide has undoubtedly borne a consequential curse, infectious diseases transforming into global pandemics. Facilitated by modern transportation, migration, and the interconnectedness in the physical and virtual worlds, Pathogens can now traverse borders as easily as humans themselves. This increased global mobility born through globalization essentially creates an environment conducive to the rapid and widespread proliferation of pathogens. We look no further than the COVID-19 pandemic to exemplify this point. 
Originating from a small seafood market in Wuhan, a global city of eleven million people, the virus, aided by international travel and trade, infected hundreds, thousands, and eventually millions internationally in a startlingly short span of time. Globalization, in this case, fulfilled its role as a double-edged sword, enabling the sustenance of global economies on one hand, but amplifying disease transference on the other. The spread of the Hononone virus in 2009, often referred to as the swine flu, paints another vivid picture of pandemics empowered by globalization. The virus was first identified in Mexico in April, and by June the World Health Organization declared a full-blown pandemic with confirmed cases in over 70 countries. This incredibly rapid transmission of the virus was largely enabled by a highly interconnected global populace, a byproduct of globalization. The logistical infrastructure that globalization has furnished, particularly in transportation, has in these instances acted as a veritable superhighway for these pathogens. The dense, interconnected network of air travel stands as a prominent example. A virulent pathogen could potentially reach any global city within 24 hours, given the right conditions. But it's not merely about movement. Globalization also influences pandemics through its impact on urbanization and agriculture. Agglomerated populations in megacities fueled by urban-centric development strategies provide man-made habitats for viruses. Changes induced in the environment due to human activities like deforestation or intensive farming may expose humans to a wider range of pathogens, providing new niches for them to evolve and potentially proliferate. Globalization is undoubtedly a prominent driver for pandemics, but it's essential to remember that it also equips us with tools to counteract these very threats. International coordination and sharing of knowledge, resources, and manpower, all fruits of globalization, stand as our arsenal in the global fight against pandemics. However, critics argue that the global response is often marred by inequality, fragmentation, and unpreparedness, as we have witnessed in the case of COVID-19 pandemic. The relationship between globalization and pandemics is a complex and cautionary one indeed. It confronts us with the urgent truth that our increasing global interdependence necessitates a strong and universally coordinated public health response. Failure to do so simply leaves us vulnerable to the same threats we face time and again. As we move forward, no doubt with other pandemics in our future, our successes will critically depend on learning from our errors and strategically leveraging the potential advantages of globalization in our favor. Part 13. The Future of Globalization the future of globalization remains uncertain, subject to global trends, crises, and shifts. For instance, the increasing transcendence of artificial intelligence, I, promises to revolutionize all aspects of human life, including the workings of globalization. The proliferation of AI could result in further globalization, enabled by advanced cross-border technologies and automation. But the implications could also be destabilizing leading to new inequities or a potential race to the bottom in standards, whether in labor, privacy, or data security protection. Therefore, establishing global norms and regulations is critical in navigating the potential challenges and opportunities of AI. The existential crisis of climate change also casts a long shadow over the future of globalization. Our interconnected world accelerates the global diffusion of not only capital and ideas, but also environmental problems. 
The repercussions of climate change, from extreme weather events to diminishing resources, could instigate more conflicts and widen global inequality. Yet it is the global nature of this issue that necessitates international unity and cooperation to combat it. Globalization, in this way, could be the key to a sustainable future. However, one must also consider the growing tendencies of nationalism and populism worldwide that pose a significant challenge to globalization. These political ideologies are fueled by citizens' discontent towards the adverse impacts of globalization, such as increased inequality and perceived cultural erosion. Global integration, then, will likely to continue to face resistance from such movements striving to protect national sovereignty and identity. In this regard, globalization's future lies heavily on the role of international institutions. With nationalism rising and nations turning inward, arguments for strengthened global governance grow louder. International institutions, from the United Nations to the World Trade Organization, have often been criticized for their inadequate responses to global crisis. Yet in a world growing increasingly interdependent, these institutions' role in facilitating dialogue, managing global challenges, and ensuring fair practices is undeniably crucial. Despite shortcomings, these bodies offer the best platforms for mediating the complexities of globalization's impacts, tackling global problems, and achieving widespread development and prosperity. Thus, the future of globalization is not predefined. It is contingent on how we address these prevailing trends. Undeniably, the flows of globalization bring both promises and perils, heightening the imperative for global cooperation and shared responsibility. The conversation should no longer center on whether globalization should proceed, but instead how it should be shaped to serve the common interests of the global community. Moreover, greater attention is required to ensure the benefits of globalization are distributed more evenly across nations and within societies, promoting inclusive and sustainable growth. Together, these efforts can harness the potential of globalization while mitigating its pitfalls, steering us toward a future defined not by division, but unity in diversity. Globalization, for all its flaws and merits, remains one of our best tools for shaping the world into a place where all can thrive. This concludes our podcast titled Globalization and Its Critics. We hope to see you again on our next installment of Professor Lan A.I. Explores Humanity. Thank you.